The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and good evening. Welcome to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin, and of course, every Tuesday evening on this radio station, we tackle a, as the show says, burning issue in our community. Now, today it's been all over the news that the crime statistics have been released, and these are the figures that show us exactly what's happening in our country. Of course, here in Cape Town, we are going to be focusing this evening on the Western Cape. So, murder, attempted murder, and sexual offenses have all increased in the last financial year and this is according to the crime statistics released in parliament today and we also heard from the head of the police's crime research and statistics that an average of 57 people are killed in south africa per day with over 430,000 serious crimes reported in the current financial year now among the areas in south africa identified for increase in crime contact is nyanga and mitchell's plain and they made the top three on the list of 10 places in the country and that is right here in our city so this includes criminal offenses such as murder attempted murder as mentioned and assault with grievous bodily harm common assault common robbery and robbery aggravating and sexual assault so this is really something that must make us sit up and take notice and of course to do to do, to help us you know understand it we've lined up a number of guests this evening and i think the first that we are going to be talking to is grant twig let me just get his uh, job description and hear if he's on the line. Grant, good evening. Are you online? Yes, good evening. Yes, I am. Okay, Grant Twig is the DA Escape Metro chairperson. Grant, is that correct? That's correct, yes. Fantastic. So, Grant, you know, we have received, or rather we have seen, the email sent out by Bonginkosi Matikizela today, and of course he is your party's leader in the Western Cape, and he has said that today's crime statistics, and I'm quoting from his release now, he has said that today's crime statistics confirmed what the DA has always known to be true, and that is the urgent need for the deployment of the army to our most vulnerable communities. And it continues saying that the report showed that the Western Cape continues to have the highest number of murders in the country, with 10 out of 30 police stations being reported as quote-unquote murder stations. And Bonkinkosi goes on to say that Cape Town is now the murder capital of South Africa, with police stations completely under-resourced and understaffed. So now we need to hear from you guys, you know, what is the DA's plan? You are actually in power in this province, although police, of course, is a national mandate. But what does the DA say to this? Because the Western Cape clearly has got some serious issues when it comes to crime. Well, thank you. The, the, yes, the 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 um, Cape Town is definitely from the stats the murder capital. Um, we have uh, um, uh, in the top ten, we have um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight um, of the uh, nine ten. Out of the city, we have in the top ten, we've got uh, seven of the. Um, uh, station uh, which is which stops South Africa, and it really confirms that what we've been saying all along is that um, 
the national government should actually just pull their finger, if I must put it that way, because there's nothing else. This is their own step. This is not step that the DA is giving to them. This is their own step, and what we've been saying all along is deploy the army, or if you don't deploy the army, give us additional uh, police, because you you've actually now got to look at what we what we sit with um, in Cape Town, and if you have more cops, um, that's uh, VIP protection for the ministers themselves, then you need to cut on that. Make sure that the money gets spent where it's needed, and clearly the stat says to, to all of us, it's needed in Cape Town. So we've marched, and we, we, we uh, our leadership in Parliament is constantly asking for the same thing, and yet we're not getting anything from from the city side and in the West Cape side, we're trying to, we, we have walking buses, we have uh, metro police, we have law enforcement, but it's, it's all limited. Where we actually need to get the resources is at the police itself. At the police stations, we need more feet on the ground to protect the communities um, uh, of Cape Town. Okay, so what I do want to come to though is that we have seen in the past that the DA in the Western Cape and at the city of Cape Town has allocated quite huge amounts of resources as well towards combating crime. Are you saying that that is just not enough? It's definitely not enough. The state is telling us it's not enough. Um, I'm sure if we never put the resources in, these stats would actually be much more. Uh, and, and, and we'd actually have more stations that would be higher um, in terms of of, of, of the steps that are shown to us. So we're saying, to, we're saying that everybody needs, you know, we, we don't want to have, we don't want to go into the blaming game. But unfortunately, the reality is of such that the national government isn't, is in control of SEPs. They need to actually put the resources in Cape Town because the stats is not lying. This is a stat that they're giving to us um, as South Africans, us as Cape Townians, and they say to us that, in fact, in, in, in the minister's own words, he said we're bordering on a war zone, but I need to tell him, this is the war zone already. It's not, so not Grant, on it. Grant, let us talk a bit about what the DA is doing. Apart from just now looking at what the national government is not doing, can you inform us about what the DA is doing to fight crime in the province where it actually rules and also the city? Well, uh, uh, like I like I said, is that the DA is making sure. In fact, the the minister of, uh, of police in, in in the Western Cape is making sure that we that we um, supporting the walking bus. That's creating uh, an environment where, where where our scholars and our and our, um, our our young people can go to school. Um, a walking bus with volunteers from the people of Cape Town, making sure that they can take children to school. We're making sure from the city side that we that we have. Uh, uh, um, metro police with law enforcement traffic um, and we're making sure that we uh, from 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 uh, the, the support that uh, the province and the metro is giving to our neighborhood watches we're giving them gear giving them resources um, but we can't employ police that's but that is the main thing we can't employ police so what we're doing is trying to assist and that's what we uh, t- trying to support the police in what we're doing isn't calling the army into our communities in Cape Town a very inhumane response? Imagine walking around your own neighborhood and you are surrounded by army, heavily armed men ready to shoot. 
while currently we, we, we surrounded by gangsters with guns, with pangas, murdering and killing, um, I would I would really say I'd, I'd be much safer walking in the areas with our community, having the army to protect us, than having a gun-wielding gangster that is going to kill me on the next corner. And is would the vision be to have the army in for a short period, or would it be, I mean, is there a time frame kind of thing that would be linked to that? Look, from the daily side, we're saying let's just try to stabilize and stop the killings and the murders. So in terms of time frames, it will also then um, depend on how long the police is going to sort themselves out in getting extra police into, into Cape Town, into the areas that we, that we now see as, as murder areas. Um, so time frames should be based on the fact that if we don't have sufficient police, we need to have the army in as long as possible because we don't, we don't have a war on the borders of our country. We have it inside. Okay. Now I'd like to go to some of the statistics just so that our listeners can be informed in case anybody hasn't heard about it. So the statistics cover the period from the 1st of April 2017 to the 31st of March 2018. And that, of course, is all tabled and drafted into various reports. And those reports are put together and eventually they are released. And today they were released nationwide. And it appears... According to these statistics that the Western Cape is a very, it's, it's in fact the capital when it comes to gang-related murders. So out of 973 gang-related crimes committed countrywide, 808 of those occurred in the Western Cape. The Eastern Cape came in a markedly lower in second place at 87, and they are followed by the Free State and then Gauteng. Surprisingly, Joburg is always put down by Capetonians as being a crime-infested city, yet it seems that our city isn't doing that well. So when we also look at another statistic here, they also look at uh, stations and one of the reasons apparently the Western Cape has such a high crime rate, and that's according now back to the statement by Bungin Kosi, Madikizela, the leader of the DA in the Western Cape, and he says a contributing factor to that is that According to the United Nations, the accepted resident-to-police ratio is one police officer for 220 residents. Nationally in South Africa, we have one police officer for every 383 residents. But here in the Western Cape, that number is one police officer to 560 residents. So Grant, why do you think we have so many why, rather, why do you think we have fewer police officers? You, you know, to be honest, I think the minister would be better qualified to answer those questions. I mean, do you ask him this question? Have you asked him? I'm sure you guys are in contact with the National Minister of Police. Well, the, 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 the response that we're always getting is that um, crime is being, uh, they've got a plan. They've always got a plan in terms of something happens. But it, it, it clearly shows that there's no plan to, to equip uh, Cape Town with additional police force. There's no plan whatsoever. It's just going around and recycling what we have, um, but it's not actually assisting. Okay. Now, I also, yeah, do you want to say something? No. Okay, I just want to go into the stats a bit deeper. So it also says that this is now according to the statistics released today, right? That every day on average throughout 2017 and, you know, the 2017 to 18, the, the period April 1st to March 31st, get this. 
There were 10 reported counts of murder a day in the Western Cape. That is 10 attempted murder, 10, uh, 10 counts of murder a day reported here in the Western Cape. Coupled to that, there were also 10 reported attempted murders a day. And these are only the ones that are reported, right? There were 19 reported counts of sexual offences, 116 reports of burglary at residential premises, 9 reports of illegal possession of firearms and ammunition, and 320 reports per day of drug-related crime. And that is all happening every day in the Western Cape. And in fact, our listeners and in fact, our community people will come on later in the show. They are from the various community police forums. They will, of course, tell you, yeah, this doesn't surprise them. Because we've had shows, I've had shows, uh, interviews rather, with various people on this particular show, looking at the crime statistics and looking at what's happening in our city. And I'm sure this wouldn't surprise them. So, Grant, does it surprise you? Well, no, no. You know, I think there's there's a there's a lot even our communities can do, because you know, um, harboring harboring um, the, the the shooters and 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 uh, supporting the drug dealers and all of that that also plays a role because you know you find sometimes police goes into communities and they get stoned by the same community that they're supposed to protect, um, and I think. A, that plays a role also within our community. Our community needs to really stand up um, and, 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 and be counted because um, I think a lot can still be done by our community itself um, to, 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 to assist. But we need to have more police for the community also to feel secure, to stand up and then also play their role. Great stuff. That is Grant Twig, and he's the DA Cape Metro chairperson. Grant, thank you very much for joining us this evening on Burning Issue. Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. And of course, this evening, we are looking at the crime statistics released today nationally. Of course, the police department and the Ministry of Police have released the statistics. Uh, we have also been looking at what's been happening in the Western Cape. Um, yeah, we've had uh, various calls over the last while from the Democratic Alliance saying bring back the army. Only the army is the solution now to end the crime that we are seeing in our province. It's a topic that we have unpacked and discussed on the show before. Um, you know, it seems like it's a never-ending tune that just keeps playing. It's a sad old song, but that's because we have to live with crime every day in the city. Crime, in fact, is is so bad that uh, the Western Cape is among, or Cape Town as a city, you know, is among the, uh, as, as the most crime, in fact, when it comes to gangs and drug-related crimes. I've read out some of the statistics before we went through the Maghrib break. Um, let me just find the page. I can, I'd like to share some of that with you. And, of course, also welcome our guests onto the show. Um, let me just go through some of the other statistics. So the key crime statistic observations... In the Western Cape, okay? Now, it's all numbers now, okay? So, 83% of all gang-related murders in South Africa are recorded in the Western Cape. So, that is 83% of all gang-related murders in this country happen in this province. And here's another 
very uh yeah i mean 45 percent of murders in the western cape occur in what is known as gang-related stations, 26 gang-related stations. I don't exactly know what that is. Let's not go into that, rather. And then it also says here that um, murder in Philippi East Precinct here in the Western Cape has increased by 180% over the five-year period from 2013 to 2018, and it has increased 36.7% in the last financial year. So as we can see, we are facing in our province and in our city the kind of, uh, if you can say, a tsunami of crime. And just to remind our listeners also that our lines are open. You're welcome to phone us at any point during the show. The number in the studio is 021-442-3530. We also have a WhatsApp line. The number is 072-238-0712. I'm going to get to some of the WhatsApp soon. But first, let's welcome our guests this evening to our show. We have uh, familiar voices. I have interviewed them before. We have John Kluter, and he's the founding member of United Public Safety Front. And then we also have A.B. Isaacs, he's the chairperson of the Mitchell Spain Community Police Forum. Gentlemen, welcome to Burning Issue. Uh, good evening, Jayden. Welcome to your, to your listeners also. Is that John speaking now? That's right, yes. Yeah. A.B., are you there? I'm here. Evening, and thank you. Assalamualaikum to all your listeners. Waalaikum salam. You are a bit soft, but let's see what we can do about that. So, yeah. So... The stats, okay, they show us that things are not right. So immediately we have to ask what must be done to make things right. What should be planned? Do we need better crime prevention strategies? Gentlemen, over to you. Firstly, I would say um, we welcome the crime stats that It clearly shows the picture that we've been saying now song that we've been saying now, seeming now for the past couple of months, that crime is totally out of control. We firmly believe, as the Midwestern Community Policing Forum, that the provincial commissioner currently um, of this province should take full responsibility for the crime that's out of the area. Because clearly we've been saying there's, no, there's never been a strategy specifically to, to deal with some of these crimes, specifically uh, gang-related um, crimes. Okay. And from your side, John? Yes, Zahid, indeed it is a very grim picture that has been painted uh, by the police, although we uh, are of the contention that it is a little bit underreported. Um, crime levels are much higher than, than, than what we see, but obviously they had to, they had to uh, paint, a, paint a little bit of a bigger picture, but it is, un- it is unacceptable, the crime, the high, 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 the high levels of crime in our communities. It is totally unacceptable. Our communities are under siege, and I echo the sentiments of the National Minister. It is a war zone out there. And so we're calling it a national crisis. It is a total national crisis, uh, what, what is going on in the Western Cape at, um, at this moment. Okay, so when we talk about the Western Cape and the kind of crimes that you are that that the statistics show us, it's gangs and drug related. There's a lot of that, and of course, this this statistics would obviously be no surprise to you guys because I'm sure you hear about this all the time and you talk about this all the time. Yes, um, no. from our side, specifically, we just um you are correct. 
um, we've been saying it, um, and we want to be open and we want to be frank around it. Our station commander has only been active within the station for four months of that um, financial period. So clearly it illustrates the instability that was created by yeah, our partner, uh, the South African Police Services. Um, that's one thing, because clearly um, w- there were strategies if you look at comparatively, if you comparatively look at it um, years back, you will see that there was a massive decline. Um, and, and yes, uh, hence we are saying that the strategies or the South province need to take full responsibility. Um, yes, we also have been saying, and we've been saying all the time, that is currently genocide. We call it genocide currently under Texas. And there needs to be a strategy, there needs to be some program, um, whether it means that national needs to intervene, whether it means that we need to get all, the, the, in particular, the justice cluster together um, to have a consolidated program, we'll be able to see uh, now, you know, I did contact the police today. I tried, uh, in fact, I spoke personally to a spokesperson for the Western Cape Police, given the fact that we are looking at the Western Cape crime statistics on this show. And that person said to me, no, you have to go to the national government and speak to them for comment. I went to the national government for comment and literally nobody picked up their phones. So that's why, unfortunately, we don't have the uh, police to talk to us uh, this evening. Um, so when you say, for example, that a police station is dysfunctional, we don't have the police here to respond. And listeners, I do also just want to remind everyone, the views expressed in this program are not the views of the Voice of the Cape, it's management or staff. So, yeah, dysfunctional police station, that's quite a problem then. What else do we need to be doing right First of, first of all, I think that government as a whole should take responsibility. They are in government. They are, they are uh, the, the politicians in control on, on all three spheres of government. They are, they, tonight they are actually standing accused and they should hang. That, uh, that is the reason why they don't, don't want to respond. Because they're hanging their head. It's insane tonight because of the, of, of the crime stats. But coming back to solutions, we just don't want to, uh, you know, to, 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 to blame. But most of the solutions that, 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 that we want to see implemented has already been articulated with the police uh, in, you know, in, in gang workshops and workshops. The, the latest one was in, in May, when, the whole, when community organizations were called to me, so playing urgently for a gang workshop. Uh, and up to date, in September, we had no feedback on the outcomes and the plan that was, you know, that was uh, that was developed there with the help of communities. I remember that that's something we discussed before on the show. That's correct. And, and up, 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 to, up to date is now September. We haven't had heard anything from it. The, the provincial government has a gang project run by Mr. Don Pinock, and he is struggling to get. The, the senior officials to come out to these areas to face the community and and to workshop this 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 provincial gang uh, plan with uh, with the communities. So you know uh, where do you stand? Communities are bending over backwards. They putting their lines on the their lives on the line. They sacrificing, but senior government officials doesn't want to come to the area because it is because it is too uh, too dangerous for them to come out. Before I go to my next question, is there anything you want to answer or say, A.B.? I think that uh, what my colleague is saying is absolutely correct. And when he says that um, the minister were here just in May, three months ago, 
we as community organizations, as civil society, both with the ministry and the SAPS, we've agreed to certain processes. Three months down the line, we are still awaiting a document or a piece of paper saying that these are the stuff that we've agreed to and these are the stuff that the ministry in particular would discharge its responsibility um, by saying that these are the things that you need to implement. Um, so clearly, um, a civil society, as my colleague is saying, we, we're putting our lives at risk. And clearly, government in particular, our partners, the South African Police Services and the Judiciary is not coming to the fore. Okay, let me just quickly acknowledge some of the WhatsApp messages that we have been receiving. Our listeners, of course, are very vocal when it comes to community safety issues. So let's go to the WhatsApp messages. Okay, so now listener 9951 says, the community must stand up. Please explain the following. So he, the listener says that they caught a criminal to supply the commander of the police station with at least two case numbers. They forwarded the address to the police. They went to the criminal, alleged criminal rather, where he stays, supplied the police station commander with the victim's details, spoke, with more, spoke more than once with the commander, and a police vehicle is still not coming to fetch this alleged perpetrator. He is still roaming around, continuing with his mischief. The detective said he would come around to round up the case, but this hasn't happened. And this is coming from the imam of a masjid, and he says this is part of his job that he has to do in his community. So, I mean, it sounds really bizarre that a community leader would go to the police, say to the police, here is an alleged criminal, this is the person that he has apparently committed a crime against, this is his address, go find out, go arrest, go investigate, nothing happens. Why is this happening in our community? Are you guys there? Why is this yeah, happening uh, in our yeah, community? I mean, yeah. Uh, the, the point is that um, I respect what the, what the leader is saying. The, and, and I think we, we, we should use the platforms that's currently created um, like this. Easy. Um, I hear the complaint. The next step should have been IPED, which is a, an independent organization that deals specifically that's the police watchdog. But I don't um, think people have the time for red tape when police need to be responding to crime. And, and also, I mean, isn't it the job of the CPF to work with the police? Could they not go to the CPF? That would be the, the community police forum. In terms of in terms of our legislative mandate, if the person had, would have has come to us, we would have um, preferred in what we call a one on one complaint, a complaint against the police where they need to investigate and come back. There needs to be a turnaround time in terms of the one on one complaint. Okay, let me just say to the Imam who sent us the message, listener nine nine five one. If you tell us the name of the or rather if you tell us the area we are where you are in, we could assist you with uh contacts perhaps for the community police forum in that area. Or what we could even do is we could give you a number for A B Isaacs. I'll just respond to it. A B is it okay if I give this Imam yeah, your certainly, Yeah. Certainly. And then they can just contact you. What I'm gonna do for the Imam is I'm going to now type A B Isaacs's number in response to your WhatsApp. It's 
let me just type it and then what you can do is you can contact him and then the relevant community police forum in your neighborhood can then help you to take this matter up with the police because surely somebody should be held accountable in that community for stopping crime okay ab i'm just typing your name as well okay great so let's go to some of the, okay he says he's in an overpark i've just sent you the number imam you can definitely follow up with ab you've got his number so listener 0115 says government the police and civil society can plan whatever they like it's not going to succeed well this is quite a pessimistic person over here and it says the long the short and long-term solution is to bring back the death penalty for rape murder and drug lords the only way that we can get rid of the scourge well of course that's not going to happen in a democratic south africa that i can assure you but thanks for sharing your opinion so listener 3498 says Security and police are mostly assigned to DA areas. Now, of course, that is an opinion of someone. We do know that many people on the Cape Flats, in fact, vote for the DA. So the listener continues, unemployment and apartheid is the cause of crime in our region and also the influx of immigrants. And uh, it's isn't it just so true that police always stand up late rather than ever now gentlemen john and ab i need you to talk to this people always on this radio show blame foreigners for crime is the crime the kind of gang related and murders that we see is it largely due to foreigners and immigrants and also would you say that this is about still about apartheid one would one would say that um, everyone has got the right to his or her opinion. When it comes to foreigners in particular, what we do, we've instructed just last week, and we can also give instructions, we've instructed last week um, to the law enforcement agencies uh, and SAPs, um, specifically the town center where people, you know, you've, you, you know, people have always been complaining that the town center is a problem. We've instructed them, yes, whilst you have your operations, get immigration involved. So if immigration is involved, that is one component that needs, also needs to be part of. Yeah, but I mean, surely the crime isn't just attributed to foreigners. People, people always throw around this thing. I mean, who runs the gangs? Who, who are the gangsters in most of these areas? Are they foreigners or are they Capetonians? Negative. They are, they are, they are people from this, from, 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 from this country. From Thank this you. Great. I want to go to the next point. Listener 5692 is saying, and this person lives in Delft. I'm thinking maybe we should also get this person in contact with a community police forum in that area. Listener 5692 says, I was gun pointed twice and both times police didn't show. I had someone in my yard. I called the cops and still they didn't show. Next time I will shoot first and call the mortuary van afterwards and that takes hours. So this is from someone in Delft. AB, do you mind if I share your number with this person if they no could problem, contact? But I also, yes, I, 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 we do understand the level of frustration, but in the same time we are ask, asking people not to take the law into their own hands because they would become um, ultimately um, at, at the wrong side of the law. Yeah, so definitely. Yes, definitely you can give me my contact. I mean, if you if you shoot someone, you are the criminal. That's just how it yeah. is in this in, in when it comes to the situation. Abby, I'm sending your number to this person. They can they can ask you for a contact for the community police forum. Okay, so we are going to be wrapping up soon and then um, we do have a whole bunch of messages coming through. Um, what is the time now? Let's see, it's just after 7. We need to go for an ad break and we of course would come back guys. Please stay on the line. We'll continue no with you okay. until <laughs> just about 22. 20 past, sorry. The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo
welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. The time now is 7.11pm. We continue with the show where we talk about crime statistics. The police have released the crime statistics today online. We have two guests, A.B. Isaacs. He's the chairperson of the Mitchell's Plain Community Police Forum. And John Clute is a founding member of United Public Safety Front. And they'll be with us until about 20 past. So, guys... Just coming back to the statistics. So we have looked at um, what the police has put out, and the statistics find that 30. There's a there's feedback in the background, guys. Is it? Are you near a radio or something? Negative. Okay. Is it? a disturbing sound coming through. Um, the Western Cape. Okay, so 36.2% of all drug-related crime in the country happens right here in the Western Cape. <clears throat> so so that's that's quite a lot. That's more than a quarter of all the drug related crime happening. And the areas that you operate in, ABU and Mitchell's Plain, you see the impact of drugs and the crimes that is, are associated with that. What do you think of the statistic? Clearly <coughs> uh, it says that we are in a crisis. We are really in a crisis. What it simply say, what it simply means is that as civil society, we need to come together and hold government accountable. I can recall many years ago, we used to have the local drug action committee, which had particular plans, but however, politics has played a particular role in that one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and their mandate was purely um, um, educating and also has programs. So yeah. as I said, um, uh, politics has played a, a, a pivotal role into that one. And okay. that's where the problem is. Guys, I just... Need- mm-hmm. we, you know what? Let's, let's tackle the WhatsApp messages because the lines are... There's just a lot going on here. You know, there's just a lot. Yeah. Listeners, Shukran, thank you so much for your feedback. The WhatsApp number in the studio is 0722380712. The live on in number is 0214423530. The lines stay open throughout the show. You're welcome to phone us. Listener 4506 says, um, It's no surprise that there is no show from the police. Okay, that person says that they are used to that. And then listener 2323 says, what about the justice system? Is that on a major part of our crime problem? And this listener also calls for the death penalty. And of course, AB has mentioned earlier on that the, uh, that the criminal justice system is part of the problem. You had mentioned that before. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. And then um, listener... 6034 points out that gang-related crimes are not related to foreigners. It is a vicious cycle of family gangsters on the flats. Is it actually like that? Is it families that are running gangs, A.B. and John? Yes, uh, that is um, that is a fact. Um, I know, for example, in, uh, in Manenberg, there's about six families, according to our stats, there's about six families uh, that controlled the whole gang uh, population in in, in the Manenberg area and keeping uh, a population of about 120,000 people asking. Well, the so strange, the strange so part... Is, of, there is a linkage between... You know, yeah, we got that. We got that. So the strange part uh, then is if people know that these families are, are doing this, why isn't anybody doing about it? Why are they not being arrested? That is exactly um, our, our biggest gripe with, you know, with, this, uh, with, the, with the criminal justice system. We have the best 
uh, prevention of organized crime legislation in the world. Chapter 4 of that uh, piece of legislation expressly and explicitly outlines the issue of street gangs and, and, and the association of gangs. So there is no reason in the world why that legislation cannot be, need not be enacted. Okay, the let police, me go back I, to the police listeners. have a lot of excuses why they can't do it, but they haven't given us any, uh, any explanation of, you know, why they can do it. Yeah, let me go back to the listeners. So, listener... Nine three, well, sorry, three nine double zero. This is a listener from Kensington. We will, of course, have the uh, Kensington Community Police Forum on the show just after twenty past as well. This is now from Kensington. I live in Kensington. It's a nightmare. The shooting year. It's not fair to the old people and kids. We must be scared to walk to the shop because they shoot the wrong people. A lady went to the shop and a stray bullet hit her in the leg. She while well, she, she was waiting for the police for an hour and for the ambulance. It's pathetic. Really why can't our ward councillor do something we only see him or her when it comes to elections and we don't even know how the person looks listen to Shukran for that feedback it's really shocking what's happening in Kensington so we are going to get an update of course from the community police forum because surely the listener uh, you, you also get in contact with your, with your police forum you know I mean they are a community contact to the police in fact I'm going to send you their number right now listener in Kensington you are going to contact this person in future if there is a crime in your area if the police takes too long the community police forum can definitely help you with that because they are the ones who are meant to assist the poli- who are meant to assist locals so there you've got that now in your message okay let's look at what else is happening here there is a lot there's just way too much i don't even know if i'm gonna get through all of this okay listen to 787 says Okay, this is interesting. When you fail to be proud of your community and country, you fail to execute the models of protecting our people and showing passion to make a difference. Be hard and strong and stern in every situation. Tackle the issue at the jugular vein. Gang leaders in houses raids raid each and every inch of their houses every week if required. Then listener 3674 says, yes, they are corrupt officials, but that's like two out of ten. Most of the blame is still with the community as there are many that hide criminals such as drug dealers. And that makes it difficult for, for, oh my God, you know, people type properly. It makes it difficult to find the criminals. So, yeah, I mean, is that a fact? Is that a fact, AB and John? Are communities hiding the criminals? That's a fact, and I would 100% agree with the listener. Okay. Then listener 6269 says, South Africa is a haven for criminals and a jail for peace-loving people. Things will only change when the justice system changes. So, um, guys, I think there's a lot of messages. I think let's wrap up with the two of you. Any closing remarks from your side relating to the police statistics? Um, yes, uh, as much as we, you know, as we are alarmed and shocked by it, um, I think there is hope. There is, uh, there is a, a, a very strong momentum and movement 
from communities themselves to, to, to bring about the change that they want to see. Um, we've seen it in Kensington, we've seen it in Bontiwa tomorrow, is Kensington, Hannibal Park has something, I know Mr. Splain is also organizing something, but we in conjunction with, with, with the Labour Federation and other community organizations are planning a massive um, a massive event that will that we for once and for all would like to um, you know the government set up and take notice of of we're also going to go the the legal route uh, via netlag and give the government notice of intentions of our intentions okay thank you uh, s- s- let's give it that, uh, you know adhere to our um, demands thank you john ab do you have any closing remarks we have to go for ads Yes, I think um, the status out there, the writings, as, as I said, the writings on the wall, it clearly says to the provincial um, uh, commissioner and HDP to team together and have a turnaround strategy um, mm-hmm. around crime, specifically um, that that has been prevalent. Um, in the same vein, we are also calling on, again, for communities to assist the South African police services in um, apprehending alleged suspects. As the commissioner said, there are communities members that knows who are these people that hide them. Thank you very much, both of you, for your time this evening on Burning Issue. Thank you very much, Mr. for the opportunity. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin. And we continue talking about, of course, the crime statistics happening, uh, rather the, the release of the crime statistics today. And for the next few minutes until about, where are we now? Until about, oh, it's quite a while. Well, we're going to be chatting now to Zainul Abidin van der Skeven. He's the spokesperson for the Kensington Police Community Police Forum, we've had him on, or I've interviewed him rather, on the sh- on the breakfast show before, when he was talking about the shutdown protest earlier this month. He's going to give us an update, but before we do that, I just quickly want to read a message from a listener in the area that we are going to be dealing with now, and this is from listener six five three five. She says, "Assalamu alaikum. It is chaos. What's happening? In fact, written and." Kensington, and it is pathetic that police and ambulance services either don't respond or are hours or come hours later. And of course, the listener is responding also to a comment made by another listener earlier on the show saying, Where the ward council is concerned, I don't agree with that listener. The ward council is from the area and very hands on, and she's she wa- she's part of the walking bus I don't know what a walking bus is part of a walking bus in the morning to see that children get to school safely so going to the area now what is happening Zainul Assalamu Alaikum welcome to Burning Issue Wa Alaikum Assalam Wa Rahmatullahi Wa Barakatuh for having us what is the update what has been happening look so I mean we spoke the last time <coughs> And we saw that the Kensington and the Sackville areas um, are currently plagued by the, the rise in the gang violence um, that has scourged through the area. Um, we know that yesterday, or on Sunday rather, the 9th of September, the Kensington Community Police Forum, you know, after enacting our nine-point plan, we have come to the point whereby we have hosted an anti-crime march. 
And um, what has happened is that along with the community and the masses are showing us, we have marched through the Sakhalin area and we have targeted a number of our spots in the area. So we've gone through Lakhmahlan, we've gone through Albuko, we've gone through various area, various some sections in our areas where we know there are known gangsters, it's known for shootings and for drug dealing. And we've gone through these areas to say that, look, we've had enough. Um, our people are rising. We are ready to take back our state. And that we are no longer going to be sitting back in an area where gangsters, drug lords and merchants are actually terrorizing our people and holding us hostage at the best of gangsterism and drugs. Very often we then proceeded to march down to the Kensington local shops. We handed over a memorandum. And um, in part, in the memorandum, you know, we made demands that we want efficient and effective policing. Our local shops is under-resourced. And we know that the gangsters, they have intelligence, and they exploit the situation knowing that the local shops is under-resourced. So we have demanded um, to have and to get additional resources at our police station. But we don't only want additional resources, we want quality, effective and efficient policing because only if we have a standard of efficient and effective policing can the community and police work hand in hand collectively that we can eradicate eradicate sorry, and remove the scourge of cancerism in our area and not only restore the safety but to restore the dignity of our evidence. And that is the important part um, okay. that we need to highlight. Zainal, what is the what is the feedback been like from people living in the area? And if, if, if anyone's listening now, if you live in Kensington, feel free to call us. Tell us what's happening in your area on the ground. The number is 021-442-3530. What has been the feedback from people? Do you Have you had a lot of uh, people walking with you in the space try, uh, saying that we want our, our, our neighborhoods to be safe? Oh, yes. No, of course. The support that we received from the march has been overwhelming in terms of people came out. We must understand it's a very volatile situation in the Kenpak areas, right? I mean, these constant radical shootings. That Sunday night itself, after the march, there was constant shootings out the, the Saturday area. The, uh, before that, the Saturday, there was a shooting and some were shot. We found them in 11th Avenue. Um, some that were shot dead. Today, again, in Albuquerque, there was a shooting. So we must understand that the situation is volatile. There is a radical shooting on a constant and on a daily basis. People going to work, they are being shot. Kids are played outside, shooting is happening, they bullets are hitting kids. So it's a very volatile situation, right? People are scared because we live in these communities. We live in these conditions. So people are scared. So a great challenge was actually to motivate residents, to encourage people, to say that, look, the situation is that we are dying on a daily basis. We are living in fear. We might as well rise on that fear and confront, confront the culprits that are responsible for having us live in fear. And with that sentiment, we are proud to say that the Kensington and communities came out on Sunday in the masses. We had a beautiful full march. People came out and together we marched down through many of the hotspots and we made our demands and we made it clear to all those responsible, be it um, those that are the gangsters, be it those that are responsible in terms of official alliance like SAPs, we have gone all over but we have made it clear to them that we want them to hand themselves over. The community is fed up and we are and will be reclaiming our state. So the response was overwhelming despite the fact that we are currently living in a war zone within our areas. 
with the great response from communities. And our people are ready. They are joining hands. We are working as a unified unit. And we are saying enough is enough. Okay. They want to restore the dignity of our people. Um, and that is why has taken place over the last few days. Okay. Has there been impact? I mean, do, you, do people feel safer? What is it like now? Um, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to say whether people are feeling safe or not. Um, because the reality on the ground is that gangsters are shooting on a regular basis. And so we can say that people are living in fear. However, despite the fear, we have seen a shutdown taking place. We have seen a lovely march taking place through the hotspots where, where the surge itself has been confronted. And this, this shows the reality on the ground that despite the fear now, people are coming out and we are standing together. People are saying that they've had enough and that change must come. We are the ones, the community, that will come and bring about that change. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to go to some of our feedback from listeners as well. Um, let's just see if there's anything new that I would, that I need to uh, mention. Um, it seems like, uh, okay, here's an interesting message from listener 7526. And this is from the Bishop Lavis Elsie's River Joint Peace Forum request. In fact, I want to now bring on, let's phone our other guest. Um, who is online of course we want to welcome to the show Imran Mukadam and he's the deputy chairperson and spokesperson for the Alsis River Community Police Forum Imran Assalamu alaikum welcome to the show uh, and to the Let me just quickly read this announcement. It comes from the Bishop Lavis Alsis River Joint Peace Forum and it says that the forum requests residents of Alsis River to support the community of Bishop Lavis in their peaceful protest action against crime, violence and gangsterism in the community. The action will take place tomorrow, that's the 12th of September. And Alsis River residents are requested to picket during the morning peak hour from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And the various points have been identified. Um, residents must bring their own placards expressing their frustration with crime in our area. Residents must form picketing groups of not more than 15 people in a group and must be 20 meters apart. And that's, of course, um, a legal requirement going on there because if you are more than 15 people, it becomes an illegal gathering. And then it continues saying that we will be informing all law enforcement and the SAPS that this is a peaceful picket and that our protest is linked to the Bishop Lavers protest under the auspices of the Bishop Lavers Alsis River Joint Peace Forum. And um, they will ensure that they are marshaled as well. So Imran, are you aware of this and do you have any comment about this act, about this for tomorrow? Anything you want to add? Yes, we're definitely mobilizing um, the community of Alsis River, uh, similar to the community of King Track and Pontivo and now Bishop Lavers. Um, and throughout the Cape Flats are, are, are starting to rise and, and, and are starting to, to say enough is enough. And um, yes, we are part of the logistics for tomorrow's um, peaceful pickets. Um, we're not uh, going on a full shutdown um, program for Elsie's River because uh, we are cognizant that Elsie's River's dynamics are slightly different to Fortrick Road or, or some of the other areas in that we are uh, very close to the hotspots and to um, 
restrict the flow of traffic so you're actually making those uh, commuters through our area even more vulnerable and we wouldn't want to combat crime by creating an environment that is actually conducive to crime so this is uh, the reason the Alphysis River uh, approach has been slightly different um, although um, going forward we would really look at that um, if um, we find that um, nothing changes so we, we might have to go down the route of, of a total shutdown Okay, I mean we've heard from Zainul, he's been talking about the total shutdown in their neighborhood and um, he feels that it at least has mobilized people to take to the street yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But um, we, like I said, we, we don't want to have a, 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 a retort to, to our initiative that we actually exposed, um, you know, motorists to smash and grabs and to further crime. Yeah. That is one of one of the, the logistical issues that we are dealing with. So we need to ensure the safety of people traveling through our our suburb. Um, as, as, as leaders of our reserve, we, we believe that um, it is paramount that we protect the interest of of all our constituencies, which is also for sure. I want to come back to Kensington now. So, um, Zainul, this question is directly for you, and it's actually from a listener 9937. I'm not going to mention too much detail, but um, the listener is asking your thoughts on whether you think Kensington was safer when Puget was operating in the neighborhood. And also, the listener wants to know do you think Puget, that is, people against gangsterism and drug, will be making drugs, will be making a comeback? And then, um, yeah, what is your feedback? What is your response to that, Zeno? Uh, okay, um, it's, a, it's a very broad and complex uh, question, right? Um, firstly, obviously, I speak on behalf of the Kensington Community Police Forum, and I do not speak on behalf of Target or the G Force or any other grouping out there that may be doing good work in the area. Um, what we will say is um, we and our residents in Kensington and the Pakistan area, we have and we will always appreciate all good work that's being carried out by any grouping and any organization out there. Um, we think that when communities come together, when communities decide to do any action and do an act anything, any program that will bring about positive change. As a people, we should support that organization or we should support that particular particular action. Um, the discussion around Target of the G Force it is quite vast, you know. Um, most people will say that when Paget or when the G Force was when they were active in communities, some will say that gangsters knew that the But what is your opinion, Zainal? We'd like to get to your opinion. Uh, in my opinion Because that was the question um, we ultimately can say that yeah. Um, with regards to the target and the chief, again, I would say that if it is proven that information's uh, existence in an area will bring about negative change, then we will support that. But then again, we need to know how we will measure that. that okay. I have another listener that has sent you a question for Kensington. And actually, actually it's a follow-up. And, and, and the listener is 3900 saying... Um, Last night and the night before, there was shooting in the roads that you had mentioned, um, or the areas that, is it Abaco and what is the other one, where you walked, and 18th Avenue apparently where there was marching. So the listener feels very pessimistic and says that the shooting is not going to stop. Um, 
Yeah, because I, I mean, what, 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 I mean, what is needed here? You know, it's so bizarre. But anyway, the listener continues and says that my mom took a chance to walk to the shop, and at that moment, the shooting started again. Um, so, by the way, one of our guests early in the show had recommended, and this is a person from the Democratic Alliance, saying that the army should be called in. What do you guys think? Do, does the army need to come into your neighborhoods to stop crime? Look, um, we are saying that in our areas, we are we are living in a traumatized community. Like you said, the person I mentioned that their moms, I would assume it's a senior person, walked to the shop and the shooting just started taking place. That is the reality on the ground. They do not care whether you are old. They do not care whether you are young, whether you are going to school or whether you are coming home from work. When shootings happen, all of us, we are victims and innocent people die. Um, now, our communities are traumatized because of this kind of reality on the ground from gangsters with regards to bringing the military in our our query with that is that the military they work on a different basis than policing so police are trained to bring about law and order in these kind of urban areas where we have buildings roads where we have civilians all over the military works on a different dynamic where military is trained to see a target and remove that target by any means necessary. The terrain that they work on is different terrain um, than what we have in urban cities. They have mountainous areas, they work in fields and deserts, etc. So, but they also um, have guns and they are able to fight against a people who attack other people. That is true, and, and we will never disagree with that. Our only, our only um, reservations might be that if we do have a situation where the military is brought into a very clustered community like the Kenfast areas, well, in terms of the training and in terms of the terrain that they are working with, will they be effective in curbing our threat of gangsterism here? At the same time, upholding mm-hmm. the basic Guys, we need to wrap up now. Yeah, guys, we need to wrap up for the Shia Dan coming up soon. And just to say that some of our listeners are sending us messages saying, bring back people, gang, people against gangsterism and drugs. They're saying, bring back bugger. Well, let me just quickly thank you guys. Zainul Abidin, Fundescape spokesperson for the Kensington Community Police Forum. And Imran Mukaram, the deputy chairperson and spokesperson for the Alces River Community Police Forum. Shukran to both of you for having full making time to come into the show.